This is definitely new. Like this, this is boxing music right here. Uh, hey, you gotta buy that mic, kid. Hey, yo, Adrian. Yo, I, I, I bought a mic. Uh, I, don't, hey. I don't like my thong. You don't Vodka. Like There's a lot of good accents here. <laughs> and vodka. That's their kid. That was fresh. Oh, wow, man. That was certified fresh. Drew, you knew because you were here last episode, so you already heard that. Oh, that's right. But oh, you were well, hiding in the corner. Yeah, I was. Well, you shit. You up about Stanley. I guess it's not new. the office. All right, well. <laughs> hey, guys. Welcome to We Bought a Mic, a pop culture podcast. I am Ernest Calderon. I am Hunter Mobley. Go ahead. I am Harry Sayer. I'm a, whoa, oh, welcome whoa. to the show. Oh, here, I'm it. a gentleman. Yeah, Drew Deason. <laughs> I'm Drew Deason. And, and I, I have class. Yeah, I have, a, I have a quick pitch also. Instead of a pop culture podcast, rebrand the, the. pop culture podcast. You know what? Drop the, the, the the. Pop culture podcast. Pop culture podcast. We and we're back where we started. Drop the we bought a mic. <laughs> yeah. This is pop culture podcast. As, as the kids like to call it, we bottomed mic. Oh. It's the gay porn parody. Yeah, this is okay. We can make it work. Yeah, yeah, we could make a lot of money. We would make so much more profits we've, off of that than we ever. We bought. This, yeah, so. we we make a guy named Mike Bottom for us. <laughs> <laughs> that works. All right, so today we are reviewing Creed Two, mm. um, the not new Ryan Coogler movie. Yeah, is he a producer? Yeah, I yep. think. But whatever, right. whatever that means. He, Him, yeah, really. Sly. I think what he did is he handpicked the new guy, Ooh, the he did. director. Uh, so we'll get into that. Uh, let's let's get into the news. Uh, did everyone have a good good long weekend? Thanksgiving. So nice. Yeah, I had yeah. a ball. Yeah. Did you guys have some good turkey and other oh, things? Yeah. Actually, I think my Thanksgiving meal was like the best one okay. I've ever had. So oh, wow. shout out to my fam. They killed it. I went to Target for Black Friday shopping, and I was an hour early to get a nice fancy PlayStation. And then I Ooh. run inside, and they're like, "Hey, guess what? We've been selling it the whole week, and now we're out." And I'm oh, like, no. I "Guess I'll just fuck myself." So you didn't <laughs> get anything? <laughs> no, I left. Buy yourself oh, a Switch instead, and just I, get your I, already, I already got one. I got a bunch of games. That's oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, well, that's playing, uh, playing Mega Man X. I, this nice. Is, this is off topic. But <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Um, we're always on topic. You guys do any uh, Black Friday, or should I say Blue Friday shopping? Yeah. Go ahead. I, I, You're so I got three Blu-ray. <laughs> okay, three. All right, yeah. you go first, because I have more than that. Well, see, I thought that I wasn't going to get any, but I went to Walmart on the very end of Black Friday, you know, because usually people go Thursday night. It's not yeah. even Friday. Guilty. Um, but I went on actual Friday that night, and I didn't even mean to get anything. But I was like, you know, I'll peruse the, yeah. the bargain bin. Check it out. Uh, and I got John Wick, Dunkirk, and Interstellar. Those are so, some good-looking yeah, Pretty movies. solid. Good yeah. picks. I'm willing to bet that Hunter got some weird shit that he's never going to watch. <laughs> well, okay. So, to be fair, I did. I shared a little bit of uh, one of the Blu-rays that you bought. I also bought Dunkirk. Nice. Um so just to kind of I you guys should be proud of me to be honest. Mm-hmm. I did not buy a single trash movie just because it was cheap this year. There was no Justice Leagues, no Suicide Squads. Do you own those? I was tempted to. I bet he does. Do you own them? Hunter, one thing about <laughs> Who would Hunter, ever own those. I mean, one, one thing about you is you're a sucker for pain. That'd be crazy, man. <laughs> All my friends are heathens. You're dangerous. Um so 
I think I came out to 16 movies this year, which is actually <laughs> kind of light for me. Oh Usually, Black, as I call it, Blue Friday, I buy like 20 to 25 movies or so. And this year, I kind of took it easy a little bit. I also bought like some jeans and uh, <laughs> cool. so a nice system of a down shirt. So I had to kind of take it easy so with my Blue Friday did. shopping. Um, so uh, to start, went with uh, went to Target, picked up Tully. Okay. And oh, also, um, I got you. Dunkirk there. Then I went to uh, at Walmart and Best Buy. Got Hotel Transylvania one, two, and three. Yeah, because you ride like hard. Combo yeah. pack. We know. No, I buy the this individually because it's better for a collector. Oh, okay. um, takes up more space. Looks better. Um, all the real Blu-ray collectors know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. Um, I got a couple of blind buys in there that I had never seen before, but I'd been wanting to get around to, like Hacksaw Ridge. Um, Atomic Blonde, and you guys are gonna like this tag. Tag. Oh no! Got we talked about doing it. Ernest and I tried to go see Tag in yes. theaters, and we Give couldn't. That it was studio so... your money. They yes, deserve they deserve all it. Their cash. Um, the thing about that movie is like, maybe you don't grow up because you stop acting like kid. Maybe you are old and you are an adult because you're uh, not playing Tag. Yeah, yeah. that's it. As and since you, we, that's the tagline of the movie. Isn't that the movie where it's like John Hamm, uh, Hannibal Burris, and Jeremy Renner are all like best friends? Mm-hmm. Like that's a yeah. weird. That's Whoa, a Molly. Looks like there. this game is like really keeping you guys together. <laughs> <laughs> I hate. So that after I we watch that, we're going about. to organize like a group tag game. And it's going to be amazing. Oh, um, that yeah, you, <laughs> party that's one. That's, that's, that's my plan. Hunter's <laughs> gonna come in one day and just like feel like tag. <laughs> you're it. And we're like, what? <laughs> and I'm just gonna sprint out Jeremy Renner style, yeah, like, yeah. kick through the window, and then I'll never be back. I'm in picturing the podcast Ernest again. like pouring uh, milk on his cereal, getting tagged, and just slowly re- resuming his pouring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, he doesn't give a fuck. It's <laughs> cool. Yeah, um, I, I had a I had a runner with my my coworker. We would talk about like the guy who's trying to get his friend group to play tag after watching tag because he's like, damn, <laughs> damn, damn, I wish I had friends. That could, that would, like, <laughs> do fun stuff. Is this real? No, it's just we uh. had to, we would just walk up to each other and be like, hey, "You're it." <laughs> so much fun. So, uh, uh, just to kind of breeze through uh, the rest of these, got a couple Christmas movies. Got How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Jim uh, Carrey. The classic. No, 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 no. I'm talking like oh. the classic from like the 40s or fi- the Good. old cartoon. Oh, well. Um, the Holly Waddy. And Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the all old right. claymation one with the Island of Misfit Toys and all that good stuff. Um, then I picked up Avengers Infinity War for like $6. Nice. That's a good deal. Um, Ready Player One was also like 6 bucks. Shouldn't have done that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Game Night, Love, Simon. And movie. then the best deal that I got, because shout out to Best Buy, because I'm a uh, like premium rewards member. They had some deals that were like online and everything, mm-hmm. and so I got Hereditary and Coco for a total of two dollars and eighty one cents. What? <laughs> yeah, that's a great yeah. deal. <laughs> I, I, I added like damn by buying all this. So stuff they the give Buy. you an an extra discount on top of the black because I get discount. like money back and yeah. everything. Cause, oh, okay. So it right. was just like ten dollars off, and I was like, huh, bet. All right, you're I'll just, do this. You're running this. the table, like you are in complete control. Yeah. So here. I mean, it was pretty yeah. late. I'm kind of going through a depression because I didn't pay. I think I might just go to a thrift shop after we're done recording and then just be like, w- this wall of Blu-ray, how much is it? <laughs> I'm just give me, I get the shelf too, though. And it's mostly like night and day. Yeah. Or, um, it's like 12 copies of night and Friday, day and Contagion. The proposal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just um, still thinking about Ready Player One, though. Anyway, let's, you know, <laughs> Ready Player One, the greatest film of the year. Oh, Hunter yeah. was about. Um, also, okay. 
Wait for I now have Love no, Simon. Was. You guys don't have an excuse to watch this before the end of the year. It's the best it's coming on HBO. Age, go. It's the best coming of age movie of the year. Which movie? That's Love bullshit. Simon. Oh, I saw it. It's really good. Eighth grade. It's eighth grade's not a coming of age movie. It's a slice of life movie. It's There's a, a horror movie. Yeah, that's Love Simon. Like hell. Gay people are scary. <laughs> <laughs> Love Simon is a nice movie about nice people. Okay. Um, moving on, the other big news that dropped this week is our first look at The Lion King 2019. Mm. Uh, we got a little teaser trailer. I didn't see it. Um, well, <laughs> it's, you saw the 1994 no, you movie. Saw it. No, don't worry. You <laughs> so, saw it. I heard it looked fucking woke. Dude, okay. So, I... I'm just gonna say this. I'm gonna go see this movie. Yeah, me like too. The Lion King is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's mm-hmm. it's a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really agree with this whole um, remake thing that Disney is doing, but they shamelessly banking off. They're they're it's it's high robbery. They're gonna steal my money, from and it's me, going and I'm to ready work. For it. You know what? I would hate it more, but. They gave the reins over to John Favreau, who did an amazing job with the Jungle Book. So I, like, I know that this is also going to be good. Well, that's my thing is that I I don't know how y'all feel about it, but I actually really like the Jungle Book. Oh yeah, I love that. It was movie. a great time. And then so I was like, oh cool, John Favreau, Lion King makes sense. Whatever, do your thing. And then I saw the trailer, and like I saw, my brother agreed. Like I, it it looks kind of weird. Kind yeah, of bad. I didn't. I did not like it. I didn't like the weird, well, sort of expressionistic lion boy. Like, yeah, the thing is, yeah, it. there are no humans in the Lion yeah. King. Yeah, and there, the I mean, the Jungle Book had a lot of CG. It and, was all besides the kid, but it centers around a human. Yeah, so yeah. that's a big difference. Uh, also, the the one thing that I really hated about the Jungle Book was that they just kind of threw the music out the window. And I think they're okay. gonna, probably going to do that again. No, they're not. Well, I mean, according to the teaser, they are not going to. Oh, do there's that music at all. in it. Yeah, no, yeah, there's music the, right in the. That's ah, good. Yeah, I, I don't think that they're going to do that at all because I mean, the and, Lion and, King music is such an iconic part of the movie. And in yeah. getting Donald Glover and uh, Beyonce and Migos, yeah, that movie and, has yeah, the to, most stacked so, cast and Eric Andre. Ca- and no, Billy I will Eichner. say. <laughs> there was no Donald Glover did not speak in the trailer, which made me a little bit disappointed. I just yeah. wanted to hear Donald Glover's voice. Well, it's mostly, I just can't wait to be king. It's mostly young Simba in yeah. the trailer, so and James we don't. Earl Jones. But yeah. yes, that's also the other reason. Like, if they didn't have James Earl Jones, that iconic voice, then I would be a lot more worried about all of this. But they have the guy, and well, like James Earl Jones has one of the best voices well, in history. He, here's my thing. I don't want to be a bummer, but like I think. I think this was a problem that Star Wars Rogue One movie would have had James Earl Jones come back, which is that it's been like 20 years and like he's gotten much older and his voice does sound different. Like it's, yeah. it's he sounds fatter. He sounds fatter. <laughs> There's no way to say it. he just it's a different voice. Um, so I'm I'm kind of curious. Uh, I'm kind of I'm a little disappointed just because it sound it seemed like such a slam dunk and then it just there's a little bit of uncanny valley yeah. with that trailer. My, I wasn't into it. My whole thing is that even though I'm gonna pay money to see yeah, this see, movie, Lion King, whatever. It's like. We have the old one. Yeah, it's fine. It's great. Why did they have to redo the exact well, same thing just the, 25 years and later? The Jungle Book was obviously a remake, but it, it did some stuff different. It didn't feel like a complete And that's retread. a much older movie. Yeah, it's a book, mm-hmm. you know? And and then The Lion King, you know, the, the trailer, it's just, in a lot of ways, it's like shot for shot. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. We, we've, done why, like, we've done why it. Why do we have to do well, this again? The pressure's on this time. Uh, the Jungle Book. It's not so iconic to our generation. I w- I watched it every day when I was a kid. That's yeah. why it meant a lot to me. Damn. But it was it's an extremely old movie. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. This is a movie that defined our generation. This like Toy Story, like SpongeBob. That's yeah. almost like the Holy Trinity. Yeah. Um. So they they have a really big thing to live up to. For it's it's 
it's hard to even describe like millions and millions and millions of people like adults kids the whole gambit because i feel like you could show any kid now that the lion king and they would be all about it like mm-hmm. the movie has not died no yeah. and i feel like um I mean, we were just talking about last week about Summer Movie Wager and the whole thing with, like, Toy Story. This is another movie that's coming out in next year's summer yeah. in July. It's going to make and more money than God. It's, <laughs> it, I mean, it's the second most successful trailer in, like, a 24-hour span really? ever, only to Infinity War. Yeah. Um, Infinity War got 238 million views on its first day. Lion King got 224.6. Yeah. No, this movie's going to go it's insane. It's going to make a shit ton of yeah, money. The even cast if is it's absurd. Just, even if it is just, the like, exact a, same. The exact same thing like beat for beat shot for shot the same thing. and also disney is coming out with dumbo and aladdin both next year so we're getting three aladdin's coming out in the summertime isn't yeah, it man. i think so yeah, yeah. so no we're July. getting three live action remakes and well i mean this isn't even live action i what are they calling it live action no one's they're not actually it's calling it heavy quote like i feel like people are like saying on the internet and everything yeah. like oh it's the quote-unquote live action it's it's but an animated it's not. movie it's cgi it's yeah. fully this, cgi this is rapidly becoming like a douchey internet like thing to bring up like actually it's not live action it's, it's like animatronic and i only hear people saying that i've not heard a single person say that it is live action so okay. I think how do like... you even direct something like this is kind of my question <laughs> I, ask I have no idea it's like it's aside from just heavy story storyboarding but at that point you're basically you're like an animator more yeah, than anything yeah, else yeah, you're making well when when Favreau did Jungle Book, uh, it was m- the kid mainly by himself yeah, in a green, green on a green screen. Green, yeah, <laughs> just yeah. walking around. It's it's no. a whole different ball game. I just I recently gave a presentation on the kind of the resurgence of more serious cartoons in America, mm-hmm. and part of the thing I said was like. If you want to be like a behind the camera director, you might want to get into animation software because it's not going anywhere. It's yeah. going to blow up. People like are going to need to fill these slots. And it's become such a thing. I mean, I'll talk about it more, but I listened to an interview with uh, Stephen Cable Jr., who made the new Creed movie, and he had to talk about, like, they had to shoot, like, all the fighting scenes and stuff like that first because they have to be like, all right, we have to shoot this first so we can take this over to the, like, kind of the people who do special effects and everything and give them their time Mm -hmm. to make effects that look good and everything else. So it's just, it's a completely different skill set, the way that you have to go about doing all this stuff. Shots that would have been saved for like the end of the shoot and everything now have to be first, so that you can incorporate more CGI and, and special and effects it is, into it, it. You know, there there is a trend where you know first trailers for heavily CG movies look rough, and then you see because they're still working on it, and then the final product's better. So it might look better. Uh, at the end of the day, it's got Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen as uh, Timon and Pumbaa, so I'm I'm into it. Are like, they going to be in love? Yeah, I hope so. Mm. Yeah. I really hope so. Seth Rogen gets second billing. Does he? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, that was that seemed a little bit outlandish. It's like, oh yeah, Seth Rogen is more well known than Beyonce. Yeah, well, Beyonce gets you final billing. My, my thing is like that. No, no, no. James Earl Jones does. Oh, okay. that movie's got such a fucking stack cast. You got John Oliver as the toucan or whatever. That's perfect. It's not toucan. That's what is so that? good. It's Zazu. 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 Yeah. yeah, it's just it's great. They did a great job, they, right. and they good, knew good what they cast. were doing. Good strong cast. If like if a quarter of the people who follow any of these people on socials go to see the movie, it's yeah. going to be the biggest movie <laughs> yeah. of all time. You know, like no, it's free advertising. Nothing's yeah. ever going to beat Christopher Walken as King Louis, if you ask me. But they can try. <laughs> that was a, that was great. That was really good. <laughs> so weird. I want to be like you. <laughs> and he's got his weird. He's got his weird Christopher Walken eyes, but he's an orangutan. I'm like, I what wanna, are we watching yeah. right now? Like, what is? I want to walk like you, <laughs> talk like you. Cool. <laughs> All right, let's good. let's get into um, some new music real quick with the new Anderson Pac album, mm-hmm. Oxnard. 
Yeah, yes. Andy Pock is back. So this album came out last week, but uh, I wanted a little bit more time to spend it's with this album. It's a fat album. It's an hour long. Hour long. It's dense. Especially whenever you go and look at the fucking features that are on this album. Yeah. yeah. You're like, like just going down the list. Of course, we have Kendrick Lamar, um, Dr. Dre, Pusha T, Snoop Dogg, J. Cole, Q-Tip, BJ the Chicago Kid. Like, it is a dense album. Mm. Uh, so, so what did you guys good. think about it? I, um, I'm trying to put together my end of the year list right now because mm-hmm. it's, it's ridiculous how much good music has come out this year. There's like oh, yeah. 30 albums on my short list. Yeah, it's a lot better top than last year. Yep. Um, and I'm, I'm having a tough time like trying to narrow this list down. And whenever an album like this drops, that's like so dense, and and you just need to spend time with it. It's like this. This is a beast that deserves the time to be listened to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that I still need more time to, to really go through it. Well, that's um, not gonna fly, man. But <laughs> no, no, no. But opinion. but I. Uh, I think the the album's nerd. is it's solid. It's it's really good. I I don't think it's as good as I would want it to be, but I can't say it's a bad album. Like I enjoy listening to it. Um I just think that it could have been better um especially given what he did on Venice and Malibu. I think those two albums, especially Malibu, stand above this one. This one I think is uh much more like uh better it's better polished it has like more production to more cohesive. it yeah the it, it feels more mature a little bit more uh you know technically and thematically ambitious but i enjoyed listening to malibu more than this and there's songs on this that i really love like mansa musa or um uh six summers um there's 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 some some really good cuts on here but I I'm having a, a hard time like getting into it as much as I did his previous yeah. album. Okay. What did you think? Um, I I love this album. I like. I I do agree with you that overall I like listening to Malibu more, but this is much more of a cohesive album. It has the same tones throughout. Where as much as I love Malibu, that album is kind of all over the place at points with all these different genres and they don't always necessarily blend together Mm -hmm. in the same way you could just pick different songs up and be like all right well this is like one part of the album this is a different part where this all kind of has the same vibe on it i mean we talked about i don't know if we talked about it on mic or off mic but uh his single that came out earlier this year that's i think one of all of our favorite songs of the year bubbling is not on this album yeah at first that was a real bummer to me but the more that I think about it, that doesn't really blend in with the vibes of this album in the same way that Tense, another single that was released with Kendrick that made it on the album, does fit in with this album. Um, he definitely he is trying to evolve himself as an artist. I mean, he definitely raps a lot more on this record. But I just I I keep going back to this album. I've been listening to it like almost nonstop. I you mentioned Six Summers, Mansa Musa. Also, I wanted to give a shout out to Brothers Keeper with Pusha T. Pusha T is like 2018 is like his comeback yeah. party. Like Pusha T, he just delivers an incredible verse once again. Um, anywhere with even, Snoop Dogg. Anywhere is a great song. Yeah. Trippy. I mean, they get like a good verse out of J Cole, which feels like vintage like 2014 J Cole, and not like his new SoundCloud bashing while also copying rap style that he's kind of come <laughs> out with now. Um, Cheers has a great feature Q-tip. from q-tip 
I love the song "Sweet Chick." It's like genuinely really funny. Just about like oh, all these different, all these different song, girls yeah. that he has in his life and everything. And then the ending. <laughs> Got a gamer girl and all this kind of yeah. stuff. Like it's it's genuinely hilarious. Um, it's kind of interesting in a way. It does still, even if it is more cohesive, it does kind of feel like almost two different albums that kind of take this change. Uh, at like Six Summers, Saviors Road, just because I feel like the first part of the album sounds a lot more like his old stuff, in that it's more kind of this jazz funk fusion that Anderson has been known for. Um, I love just how, the way this album starts off with the chase and headlow or is incredible. Um, but yeah, Drew, uh, what a Drew Harry, um, what do you guys think about this? I like the album. I don't have a lot to say about it. I haven't listened to it enough, but um, I like it. <laughs> Go ahead, Drew. Good take. Good <laughs> take. No, perfect. It's nice. Um, I think it's super solid. I, I really enjoy the album. Uh, I will, you know, I'll listen to it front to back, even though it's really fucking long, which is, I mean, that's an accomplishment because it's hard to, it's hard to put on an hour long album and not just go like, okay, skip. That yeah. There's skip no that like yeah, bad songs. It's, it's not, this. yeah, it's not super skippable. Uh, there are a couple things that I'm missing from this, uh, but first I'll go into the pluses, uh, things that has over Malibu. The features obviously are insane yeah. on this album. So many people, you just went through the list. It's absurd. Uh, and they all really bring something to the uh, their respective songs, especially uh, Dre, because Dre has uh, plenty of production. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. um, so it's it's better on that front. And also, like you said, he raps more, and he has either way, rapping or singing, he has maybe my favorite voice in the game right oh, now. Yeah. He has a, he has a really cool signature voice. Um, but like you said, it does get a little more jazzy. I think in general, he was going a little more experimental with this album, and part of going experimental is abandoning structure and part of abandoning structure is the main thing that i'm missing is hooks in a lot of these songs because that was what held together malibu for me like you can do whatever you want in the verses and if you come back to a smooth chorus which he was he is so good at just like a quick like one two three come on you feel it's it's really like such a small thing but that is something that ties together almost every song on malibu and I would say above 50% of these songs don't have a hook, or even when they do, it it doesn't quite hold up to me. Or, yeah, I mean, even with, like, a song like Brother's Keeper, it's just, like, the only hook of that song is, like, am I my brother's keeper? Yeah. And then that's just kind of, it goes into another verse and everything. Yeah, like so if I'm if I'm missing something, I think I think the hooks are really the one thing that I can knock this album for, because, like I said, it's, it's a really, really... Uh, overall solid album the production has stepped up i like that he's going jazzy i like that he's rapping more um but i'm missing because he man he has a gift for for melody and there's not a lot of melody on this album and part of that comes from rapping more but then uh even the instrumentation is kind of abandoning traditional more poppy chord progressions which is not a bad thing inherently but sometimes with with his voice i just want to hear him singing like a sing-along song i think production wise this is such a sprawling album for him with all the different features and all the different collaborators that he brought on this that he managed to craft something that feels like a step above the other albums production wise like uh, like a level up but there was a personal quality to the production before even though it wasn't as cohesive he had a, a much more influential personal hand on the songs than he does on here on on this album he only drums on three songs oh 
yeah, so that's, that's so he's sad. he's handing away some of this uh, creative diligence to to collaborators, which is good mm-hmm. because it makes for a, a much more uh, refined album that that is is being created. I I don't know if, if it's the same label as before. I know that he's on a major label now. Yeah, yeah, he got signed by uh, Dre. Yeah, but uh, is it Aftermath or ADA, 12-tone? It's one of those. It's like a big Mm. Sony label. Um, But I think that in doing so, it lost a little bit of that personal touch that he had before. So he traded the, the, the... unique style for something that comes across as a little bit more streamlined yeah. uh mature and just pro- the the uh, a professional sheen mm-hmm. to it um <laughs> harry so you you're new to anderson Pac, yeah uh yep it was the first time i ever listened yeah. to anything so for you or anyone else who's new to him in general uh his background is that he's been a touring drummer with like huge artists like Beyonce mm-hmm. for like since he was like a young teenager. He's been doing this, so he's like a a prodigal drummer. Uh, and his first solo album was like 2014, uh, Venice, v- really good album. And then 16 was Malibu. Okay. And if if you see him live, it's true. It's unreal, yeah. It's one of the yeah top five <laughs> I've ever seen live. A force of nature. I'm just like because he's drumming and he's yeah. and his voice is not sacrificed at all, which is very difficult. Yeah, singing while drumming. Yeah, he sings with certain cadences that's like I don't know how you can keep a beat and then yeah. sing with just this cadence that's kind of like hits on certain notes of the beat, but it's like completely different from what you're doing. I um, I will say that that is one thing that I did miss is. The Free Nationals, his band, it seems like they're not as... They're prominent on a couple of tracks in here, um, especially with, like, the first song, um, The Chase. But I I did kind of want a little bit more of the Free Nationals vibe, and he does kind of go into... I mean, it's more mass appeal, I feel like, in a way, even though it is more experimental with some of the stuff that he's doing, because of the production being cleaner and more polished... um, it does kind of lose a little bit of that whole uh, band quality that he had. I, I've never had a chance to see him live. That's like one of my top bucket list artists yeah. to see live. Um, Gen- yeah, genuinely I, amazing because he a he has the like radiance. He has the star power of being the guy you can't take your eyes off him on stage. And he's walking around. He can play any instrument on the stage extremely well. He can pick up a guitar and solo pro- on a professional level, and it's just. It's like watching like Billy Joel back in the day where he's just like hopping around like doing everything all at once. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, this album's definitely going to make my top 10 of the year whenever we go through our final list. Like I can say that now, uh depending on how far it goes up is depends upon how much this album continues to stick with me over the next month, few weeks or so. Um I really need to dive back in some of the albums that came out earlier this year cuz like you said, there's been so many great it's albums ridiculous. this year that, and I think uh, I know Solange is supposed to drop another album, and Kendrick I, dropped a single. There's no way he's gonna. I come don't out think with he's gonna album. come out with an album, but yeah. I thought that was a good sign. But uh, isn't there a, Gam- a Gambino album coming out, or is that is next that actually year? coming? Maybe. Who knows? I don't, even I don't know. Here's it, it'll happen when it happens. Like here's a quick aside. Um, do you, I kind of have a theory that Donald Glover in the next like three four years or so is just going to like completely step away from music acting everything oh yeah and he's just gonna like he he'll just like have like one big hoorah and then he'll just kind of fade away into obscurity and be like yeah i'm done being famous now 
think that's very plausible. No, no more. It just um, seems just like the ultimate Donald Glover no, thing I, to do. I yeah. think he's going to fully merge his consciousness with the computer. <laughs> yeah. And retreat into servers. The, the, the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, he's going to retreat into servers located in like Encino, California. Glovertron mm-hmm. 9000. All, All right. right. So that is Anderson Pock. Let's move on to what we've been watching. So who who's seen this? Uh, Adam Sandler, 100% Fresh. You saw this? I saw this. Okay, I yeah. saw it. Did, did, did I talk about this on the podcast? No, you didn't. Okay, cool. Did cool. anyone else see this? I did not see Adam I Sandler. I have not. Okay, so I just, I just want to issue an apology to mm-hmm. Mr. Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm here for this. People, <laughs> including me, have ragged on this man for like the better part of a decade and they've completely forgotten like how funny and successful he used to be with yeah. his comedy. And I mean, he is to blame for some of that because he did make Grown Ups and Grown Ups Two and all these it, it, shitty Netflix movies. It, it seems like, especially with Grown Ups, he just makes movies with his friends as a way to go on vacation. Yeah, yeah. and he yeah. gets a zillion dollars. Yeah, we'll, we'll go all hang he out like the, a summer camp yeah, with my the, best friends and make a. So I yeah. I went into this special like no like hearing good things, but knowing that like his career the past decade has been defined by like straight up garbage mm-hmm. yeah and this special is fucking amazing Dude, it's very good it's it is it blew me away <laughs> it's, like yeah. please i cannot recommend this enough so yeah Man. i've like on the pod often i feel like i've been a proponent of like the virtue of selling out and how it's really not all that bad sometimes because if you look at it from like the sandler perspective he's signing like a hundred million dollar check Everyone he knows in his whole life gets to go to college, gets to go to school, gets health care because of that check. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, but the movies are worse. But in the grand scheme of things, doesn't matter. Does not matter. Because yeah. he still does good fucking like Noah yeah. Baumbach movies and shit. Uh, this special is is what got him famous in the first place. This really surprised me that he still got it on this level. So a few things are done super right with this special. The first thing that I think is insanely cool is the way it jumps um, he's doing the same material, but even in the middle of a joke or a song, it'll transition from a small comedy club to like a bigger venue to like kind of like a like um, not quite Radio City, but like almost like a new in town size stage. That's mm-hmm. interesting. And then to Madison Square Garden. That's really interesting. Yeah, and it's it's so it's it almost is a statement on the fact that like you know he's the same wherever he goes well like, it, and it also shows you just what the craft of stand-up is yeah where, where like you test your material in these hole-in-the-wall bars and then you work on it and work on it until you fucking nail it to a crowd of you know fifty thousand people or whatever yeah. and it's it's so loose so casual especially in the clubs he's just kind of like workshopping his material almost he's just he has banter with his little piano player because Obviously, one of the hugest things that got him like world famous was his stupid little comedy songs he does. Um, so much of this is music. So many songs. Yeah. Most of them are genuinely really funny. Like he still has this quality where, like, you see Seinfeld on Comedians and Cars, which is a series that I like. But he's a rich guy. Yeah, Seinfeld. <laughs> he is. You don't have to like. You don't have to know how much he is worth. You you can just smell it on him. <laughs> San, Sandler's like he's wearing like sweatpants on stage. Hoodie. He, yeah, he just he still has this relaxed like schlubby nature that you really think you would think it would be gone with that much money and those that many responsibilities. He's just still the same dude. Yeah, and I I um I want to recommend this without like spoiling it, but I'll say that like the last bit or so the last like 10 15 minutes Mm -hmm. 
I was crying so <laughs> hard. Like he gets so emotional oh. and he has a song. He has he kind of ends with two songs. One of them is a tribute to someone mm-hmm. and then the other one is like this acknowledgement of aging and getting older and like it's he says that it's a song that he sings to his wife like thank you for growing old with me mm-hmm. but it's really like he's singing it to the crowd too yeah, like yeah. we we've all grown old together and you're all here because you knew me in the 90s and now yeah. we're old it's, this, it's, it seems really nice and it's a great like one two punch to the gut of like having this beautiful emotional tribute and then this small personal like send off mm-hmm. to what his career has has been um but i mean i don't get the sense that he's like closing the book or the chapter or anything he's he's basically saying like like look i've made so much money uh doing all this shit and got into the point where i'm so famous that i'm going to make a a special that kind of takes me back to what started everything while acknowledging how famous and, su- and successful he's become in the mm-hmm. meantime uh but the special it goes from being hilarious to emotional and, and it's it's a seamless transition from bit to bit yeah, and it, the filmmaking is amazing where like drew was mentioning the cutting between mm-hmm. the different venues it's i've never really seen anything like that because no. stand-up specials like yeah. they sometimes whenever they cut between different uh nights or or venues they do it they want to trick you into thinking it's all the same almost always basically every special is shot over two or three nights and they just splice everything together yeah and it's and it's seamless but here he doesn't want it to be seen yeah he's wearing different outfits (laughs) like everything is different (laughs) there's a bit where like he's in a subway station like workshopping one of his songs like in full disguise with like uh sunglasses and a hoodie on (laughs) yeah and that just gets placed seamlessly into the show it's vulgar it's like he like he curses and <laughs> says like crazy shit about his daughters and his wife and then at one point he's like this is all lies <laughs> this is, <laughs> it's just none of this yeah. is true <laughs> it's so casual because like it's not like we're getting like smart comedy out of adam that was never his thing yeah and that's fine like not every joke has to be super like intellectual like it, it's well done stupid comedy like for example for like a david wayne movie like that's all dumb comedy wet hot is stupid comedy and it's so funny like it's totally fine and a lot of it hinges on his charisma which is another thing that uh people often get knocked for other comedians but that it's not leaning on his charisma it's just like he has to get away with it. You have to have a charismatic yeah. quality about yourself if you're going to be like a famous. Yeah, especially stand-up. just the way he is. The whole thing, like the entire reason he was ever famous is, and the reason he still is, is because like you can look at him and be like, yeah, I'd have a beer with that guy. Exactly. Like, he's yeah. just yeah. he it's seems so effortless. Yeah, he just he's like he's laughing. He's like laughing in the middle of his jokes. He he just doesn't give a shit, and it's not in like a way of like, wow, put in some effort, sir. <laughs> like, I'm sure everyone who went to all those shows got their money's worth, and oh, then some. Yeah. yeah, and the again, the music is amazing. It, it a lot of times it reminded me of Bo Burnham uh-huh. and how much thought and effort he puts into the the production of the music and and the show that he's putting on. Uh, there's some great stuff in here in terms of like. Uh, there's one song where he's like playing guitar and he's fucking shredding like he's not like you know yeah, he's talented john mayer or anything but he's good and and he just shows off some real talent here not just with the comedy but with the music too it, it all comes together really yeah. well if i'm knocking anything uh 
I think a couple times he he raps and that doesn't come off great. Uh, um, <laughs> it's it's like the the songs uh, themselves are decently funny, but he's it's not the genre he knows, so it it kind of comes across as like stale parody. He got a little bit of practice in because he does rap in the very first Hotel Transylvania movie. Oh, nice. He does a Dracula rap. So I think that Dracula that's, rap. Yeah, him and Selena Gomez are just going back and forth, and it's bad. But he got some practice doing I, that. Well, I'm telling you guys, I went into this with fairly medium expectations. So you definitely would say this is one of the best comedy specials of the year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. would you say it's the best, like better than Mulaney? Um, or? Nah. I don't know if it's better than Mulaney. And <laughs> nah. I know, I don't know if, I, I mean, I don't watch a lot of stand up specials, so I can't really put together a top 10, but it's up there. Like, I would say it would rival for the top spot. It's, it would be worthy oh, okay. of it. It's just like every comedy person, every comedy writer or performer that I follow on Twitter is tweeting about this special because what what Adam does is like low key one of the hardest things you can possibly do as any type of performer in that he's just 100% himself on stage. Like Mulaney has never been 100% himself mm-hmm. on stage. I like Mulaney better, yeah. but that's not his thing. His thing yeah. is being prepared as fuck. He's really performing. Yeah, so this is just... It really it that's it kind of draws you in beyond the TV screen because it really just feels like he's warm. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was very. I was surprised. And again, okay. the the ending is just so emotional. I I did not expect how emotional I got from from the last like ten minutes mm-hmm. of the special. It still, was he still got it. That's yeah. good to hear. Uh, all right, so that's Adam Sandler, hundred percent fresh now on Netflix. The last little thing we have here before we take a break is something that I just want to mention really quick. It's Forever on Amazon Prime. That's the Fred Armisen, Maya Rudolph. Yeah. Oh. Thing. So I'm not I'm not going to go on about this because I haven't finished it yet. But I watched probably the first half of an eight episode season, and it's really good. Um, I don't know if it's great yet because it's one of those shows that is. They, uh, it, it's Alan Yang who mm. is part of that Aziz Harris Whittles sort of crew. Uh, he worked on Parks and Rec and then on Master of Dunn. And what he's doing here is like he's making one of those shows that is it's kind of this growing trend of not selling you with the first episode mm. or even with the second episode, but trusting that you're gonna keep watching till the end and. It, it it holds out some key details about what exactly is going on. Yeah, I've heard it's ex- like the production of the show was extremely under wraps. They wouldn't re- in interviews they would not reveal anything. Yeah, yeah. So you watch the first episode and you're like, huh? And then you watch the second one and you're like, huh? Is it plot <laughs> heavy or? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it's plot heavy. It's like plot like. It's not quite plot light. It's like plot medium. Plot medium. Yeah, it's, of a medium rare plot. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> more dash. about uh, the situation that the characters are in. Yeah, don't okay. don't um, don't spoil anything. Yeah, it's, so the it's super weird. Check this out. It's it's just a, it's a couple, and literally the first thing that happens in the show is a montage of when they meet to where we pick up with them, which is in the depths of like the monotony of a relationship that has been going for years and years and years and years. Mm-hmm. So you see them meet and then you it's a beautiful montage showing you like routine, showing showing how they fall into a routine. And you kind of see it from Maya Rudolph's perspective of like how kind of uh stale her life seems to her 
but the show is so much more than that and things happen later on that i just i don't want to talk about at all because it was nice to find out uh as the show wants you to find out and as it wants to reveal things uh, for you. And so, this is on Amazon Prime. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll finish the season and let you guys know uh, how good it ends up. So far, it's like it's pretty good. I'd say it's worth watching just for the performances because mm-hmm. Fred and Maya are amazing. Like they, they're actors. always killer. They're always great. Um, so we'll, we'll see how it wraps up. So that's forever on Prime. Uh, did you guys have anything else to bring up before we take a break? Nah. No, there's a couple shows, but I'm waiting to finish them before I talk about them on the pod. I'm watching yeah. things. Don't worry, guys. We uh, we were going to bring you a discussion of The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, but we are going to wait until next week for that. Because I think we could carve out a, a significant chunk of the pod for that one. There's... um. There's a superhero show I watch, uh, Legends of Tomorrow, on the CW, which is like a very dumb but very very <laughs> fun show. I've actually have um, heard that that's like a, it's a yeah. very fun show. The show does not give a fuck. It's really enjoyable. But I just wanted to say that there is an episode where the uh, entire gang has to go undercover at a children's summer camp. Uh, so they dress up like camp counselors, and the episode is titled "Wet Hot American Bummer." Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want everyone to know that. And damn, yeah. So is, is this the only one of the CW oh, shows? Yeah. I don't watch the other shit no okay. no this is just like they just it's just nonsense wasn't obama a character yeah yeah no uh the obama basically a time traveling evil gorilla went to kill barack obama huh. to stop <laughs> what oh, oh it's my amazing God. it's amazing i and, saw i saw this yeah. this thing on twitter that was like a giant like blue furry yeah creature. man bebo yeah it's uh basically they all use they all like have these talismans that like to defeat this evil time demon and they all unite and become like <laughs> kind of like a ghostbusters thing where they become like what they think in their minds and they just like bebo so they become a giant teddy bear that fights a demon that's and, fun in the in the wild west into that. it fucks hey. pretty hard it's a really nice. good show <laughs> it's got victor garber singing um like rasta songs in 1960s like moon launch <laughs> like it's just cool man is it's it just, are the two guys from Prison Break? In uh, one of one of them is. The other oh, one was okay. on the first season. Yeah, he's good too. It's it's super it's super campy. There's no like depth. It's just nonsense, but it's really really fun, and everyone's having a really good time on the show. Nice. So Legends of okay. Tomorrow yeah. on the CW and on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, it's on Netflix. Okay, cool. That's, yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna take a break, and when we get back. We are talking oh, Creed two. Yeah, I'm working on the world premiere, and I can see the world from here. They ask me where I'm going from here. Shit, anywhere, long as the runway is clear. Shit, music business moving too fast for me. Wishing I still had Mac with me. Yes, Lord. How do you tell a nigga slow it down? When you're living just as fast as them, I couldn't understand when I seen them stretched out cold on the pavement. Niggas catch TKOs on occasion. Wishing I could save them. What was I to say? I was doing dicks, dipping in and out of state. Are we talking Kanye or Trump? Kanye. I think well, I mean, Steve was stupid, yes. Yeah, I feel like he's yeah. stupid, but I also almost feel like it's like like I'm the apprentice. Like, you can't be that rich with being that much of an idiot. 
I get that you you're born can. into a rich family, but like you still have to have some kind of smart business maneuvers. I think at he, some point. I think he's productive, but I think he's not a smart guy. I think he's, he's not smart. There, I mean, I'm there's that. Did you see the argument. whole story of like? It's not that he inherited the whole story yeah, before yeah. was like, oh, I took two million and I turned it. Like he took a billion and he turned yeah. it into a billion, basically. But he, I mean, I think he's really, really, really good at convincing people he's good at other things. Yeah, um, that's. I mean, the things that he's best yeah. at is branding and marketing. Yeah, yeah. he's extremely good at that. But no, Kanye. I, I get why Kanye likes Trump because it's like I don't think Kanye really thinks about this shit. Um, yeah, he doesn't I, think about it, and Trump is the loudest really guy in the room. Trump's loud. He's going against the grain. If you don't really pay attention to what that actually yeah, he sold himself as like this free thing. Yeah, and Kanye's like, yeah. well, everyone's telling me not to like him, and I want to be a, a yeah. rebel, and I want to. It's fucking counterculture bullshit. I don't know. All right, we're back. So Drago is Trump, <laughs> and Creed is Kanye. No, Creed is Trump. Um, Drago is Putin. Ivanka is Ivanka's Rocky. The, the, yeah. the mom that left. <laughs> Danny. Uh, yeah, Dan, that was like a weird aside in the movie. Uh, it's just like, sucks to be that guy. My, <laughs> Michael B. Jordan is Michi. <laughs> LeBron and, James is Guangi. Um, Danny the Stuntman Wheeler is, is, is Dorgal. Is what? Is Dorgal. Common is Stonekeeper. All right. <laughs> Gina Let's, Rodriguez is Kolka. <laughs> Let's get into Creed 2. Creed 2. Um, so this is obviously the follow-up to Creed 2015, and it is the eighth movie in the Rocky franchise, mm-hmm. which has somehow not been reset or rebooted in uh, 40, 50 years. Which, ish. credit to Sly Stallone on this one, because... That's, yeah, that's all on Sly. Yeah, yeah. no, like, he's he like... He writes this, most of them. Yeah, he, he wrote the first he wrote, one. And he wrote this one, too. Um, I think somebody came in there as, like, uh, script cleanups, because he, like, wrote it down, and it was just like, oh, you know, you gotta do this. And they're like, Sly, <laughs> this is unreadable. Yeah, they could not read it. <laughs> Sly, this is Sly, gibberish. This is actual wingdings. What did the you brain do? damage is really getting to you at this I, point. Uh, yeah, okay. I, think, I thought he co-wrote it. I don't know if he did. He, he wrote the first script. Okay. So... Harry, we're we're having you on because yeah. you are our Rocky boy. Yeah, you're our resident did Wabam you, Rocky. Yeah. Did you rewatch Rocky Four before seeing this? Uh, I wanted to. I saw it way earlier than I meant to. I did rewatch Creed, uh, which I do all the time anyway. It's um, fucking awesome. Creed it's is so good. every time I, you know, I, I am on record saying Creed's my favorite movie of all time. And yeah. every time I'm like, is that is that too strong a statement? And then I rewatched them. They're like, no, no, it's it's no. definitely my favorite. <laughs> um, yeah, so. I was really, really apprehensive about this movie because, again, I, I don't like it's just it didn't really feel totally necessary. Like just because Creed is like, again, like I don't I think it's a perfect movie. I don't know how like you add to it. Um, and I was hoping it would be a pretty good movie. I think it's pretty clunky in parts. I think the script's kind of bad in parts, but I think overall the moments that work uh, work really well. So I'm just going to say I give it like a B minus and okay. um, that's okay. where I land on that. I'm pretty I'm pretty close to you. Um like physically right now. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> um no, yeah, I I do think like you said and living up to Kugler's Creed is, you know, yeah. for almost borderline impossible. That movie yes. was painstakingly shot. Uh, the plot was very well thought over in a way that you you just don't get with big popcorny sports it's movies. It's emotional. The, the, it was yeah, it was the best thing I can say about it is that it, it's a really familiar cliche ridden movie but like you don't feel that while you're watching it which is not easy for a sports movie yeah, right. you know so yeah. you do feel it in Creed 2 sorry you, yeah yeah saying. exactly Creed 2 <laughs> I, I just think on all fronts it was a little worse I think mm-hmm. there may be a couple things it has over uh, Creed 1 but for the most part uh, you know, it's not Kugler directed. You can definitely see that. It's especially I'm, in the fight scenes. Yeah, it's way flat. Yeah, the fight scenes are 
uh, they're not poorly directed. That's the thing. They're competently directed. Yeah, none of but these things going are from bad. like A plus plus to just like a B is yeah, a huge drop. That's off. it's yeah, yeah. It was just kind of jarring because yeah, it's it's incredibly hard to follow up so good and. That's where I am on almost all fronts of this whole movie. It's just, you know, a little worse in every way, I, 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 except for, like, one or two. No, I think, I mean, I think for me, I think the movie really takes its time to get interesting. I think it only really <laughs> starts to pick up when uh, Donnie gets his ass beat in that first fight. And then I thought that, like, kind of his ptsd or depression or whatever you want to call it like post fight and him just kind of like being home and alone and trying to like recover from that i thought that was all pretty well done i was mm-hmm. i was training montages are on point in this movie they are on point they are, they are, they are really... excellent in but this like movie. this the, the best way i can describe it is that you know creed felt like you know it is a sequel but it doesn't feel like a sequel it felt like its own thing and it, it felt like kind of authentic in a way that the first rocky movie felt authentic because that's just the first rocky is just like a pretty low budget drama character drama about like a bum you know and then you kind of felt that same kind of energy in creed this felt like a rocky sequel yeah uh in formulaic it it, aggressively formulaic (laughs) it's actually there was a funny moment where you know creed's gonna fight uh drago for the first time and i'm sitting next to my dad and my dad's just like well it's too early for the fight He's gonna lose. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he is gonna lose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you, everyone you, knows. You get the feeling like, huh? I've only been sitting here for like he an doesn't hour. Lose. You know, oh, I right, did like right, that yeah. little wrinkle. I guess we're spoiling a yeah. little bit, but that Spoilers was fun. Are... But I, it's, ha- I it's a fight halfway through the movie. This I is... forget that we. <laughs> no, it's not gonna be the end. Here, yeah, so we'll we'll have a spoiler section because yeah, yeah, when we dive into the plot, because there's there's something that happens in this movie that is one of the most important plot points of the movie directly linked to Creed's character that I didn't know was going to happen. Uh, I, I think the trailers show it. It did, yeah. I, I knew so, but, it was coming. Yeah. But uh, I didn't know it was going to happen. So yeah. I don't know if we want to save that for spoilers yeah, yeah, or not. Yeah. Um, but I think that this movie on all fronts is pretty terrible compared to <laughs> the first oh, okay so you're pretty low on this no movie. no, no. Damn, i enjoyed yeah, it yeah. i i had a good Same. time it's not a bad movie i like, i it's, i had a great time watching i had it, but, yeah, yeah i enjoyed the fights like even though for the most part the fights didn't look as good mm-hmm. especially like some of the green screen work was really um a it's little distracting noticing. for me it was the cuts yeah we don't have the those continuous takes yeah like Coogler had but in the first one i think that the more I think about this movie and like the choices made uh, about the characters and like even the dialogue for the most part, it's like really clunky. The exposition in yeah. this movie is insane. Yeah. Okay. It's a lot of here's, it's, this is not a, this is not too bad of a spoiler. This is a new segment called, do they really do that? Where we, <laughs> where we decide if people really do that in real yeah. life. Okay. So topic number one and the final topic Going to a gravestone and just talking at it. That scene was so. Here's the. I like. Do I like they do that? that. <laughs> no, my, my my brother and I were laughing about that scene because that is like the worst of it. Where like Stallone's literally like, "Hey, Adrian, I was talking and thinking about my son, Bobby." Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, oh yeah, like, that's what people do all the time. Oh, dude. <laughs> it just like, it's God one of those movie damn. things. Do they? So let's go around. Do they do that? Uh, do they? Do people do that? Do people really box that much? <laughs> and are they really into it? That do much? people really go to a gravestone and just dump exposition at it? <laughs> Hell no! I think it's regular. It was kind of nice in Creed One. It felt more like soulful. This is just like I need to talk. I need to catch up viewers. I, who yeah, didn't uh, see my son Rocky Bobby. Bell. I think <laughs> I'm thinking about my, seeing him in the third act. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> by the way, by the way, same actor. I checked. Same Milo Ventimiglia. Yep. Yeah, yeah he's, was, a, he's a hunk now. Yep, yeah. hot guy. But he, like, yeah. he's on like Desperate Housewives or something. Heroes the, the, fame. The fights. Uh, something really. I know we're talking about all the uh, bad stuff because I. I mean, I think the movie is good. I think. I mean, again, like I enjoyed watching it, but I, one of the most annoying things is how like aggressively exposition-y the fights are where the announcer is oh talking my God. And, yeah. and there's like one more where he just goes like Creed must be feeling this because the same thing happened to Rock and like we were joking that he's like purred happily from Parks and Rec like yeah. this is happening right now yeah. Like, yeah. the same thing happened in Rocky 4 yeah. 1983 like, they're just telling you it's like parentheses 1983 yeah, yeah. Um, I wanna cause I don't wanna like I Thought this movie, I it's not a great movie, mm-hmm. but I found it super fucking enjoyable. I was tearing up at the end of the movie. Me too. Yeah, yeah, it still yeah, yeah. was then, very then effective. Got to me. They stick the landing. Yeah. I gotta give a shout out to Dolph Lundgren, who is in way oh, more of this movie than right. I was expecting. First of all, I thought he was gonna be in like a scene or two. No, first of all, he looks awesome. He's, he looks he fucking looks really great. good. He looks, like, compared to Stallone, yeah, Stallone looks like yeah. Stallone's yeah. Like, yeah, Stallone yeah, Stallone, terrible. Stallone's doing like horse, Dolph, hit, horse, like for uh, a sixty-one-year-old. He's just like, damn, that dude's still like fucking jacked. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I think yeah, the Dragos, I think, are surprisingly great in it. And like, I oh, really also, them. shout out to Florian uh, Montenu. Who's uh, the I, Romanian actor who plays uh, Victor Drago? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has like two this lines. His, this is his first uh, first acting gig ever. And oh, yeah, he's hmm. he was really so good. This is and, the like, one thing that I think terrifying. it has over Creed One is the villain boxer characters. I think are more yeah. compelling. So True. Yeah. we're gonna get into it more in uh, the quick math segment and spoiler section. But <laughs> mm-hmm. it decides because I do think that there are aspects of this movie that. Um, especially with not with the script, but with the story itself that are more interesting than the first Creed movie. And I feel like the main thing about that, it revolves around this Russian family and basically kind of what life for Drago was like after he lost to Rocky. Like he fucking lost everything. He lost his wife. He lost the respect of his country. He basically became like an outcast from society. There's a personal stake. He had to move to Ukraine to like get out of the country and everything. I wanted more of that. Okay. So that because I thought that that was genuinely like really really compelling well that's what i've been wondering and i I haven't made up my mind but it's like i kind of like how minimalist the the those their relationship is and like how little like the the guy speaks but how much you get just from his performance but i'm wondering if it would better better to have a little bit more from him or if like the amount we got was was good i don't know yeah i mean i guess you're, because I still got across like everything that I needed to from those scenes. I, I do feel like yeah. this is actually going to have like the same kind of rewatchability to it that the first Creed did. Oh yeah, um, which really all Rockies kind of share this rewatchability to them. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted like maybe one or two more scenes of like diving I into I think, that yeah, family. I think I'm with you on that. More, more, more I, from the kid. I thought the 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 idea was great. You know, the concept. I thought the execution was really clunky because. Uh, when we're seeing the dynamic between Creed and Bianca and Rocky, like that subplot, I thought that was kind of like just really well done performance wise. Mm -hmm. And then whenever we cut back to Dolph and son, um, (laughs) Dolph and son, and it, uh, (laughs) it is a great idea, you know, from a, from a conceptual standpoint, but I thought the execution was really, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Just very cartoonish. Cartoonish. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Uh, it 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 felt very flat. Okay. Uh, very kind of just like shallow, generic villain. Uh, 
you know, like she left us. We have to do this for her. <laughs> it's, it's, she it's wouldn't have left cliche, us if it wasn't for him. I thought it worked. Like it just landed for me. I, I just know? think it was better than the first Creed uh, villains. I think they were pretty those, stock. Those what, were more cartoonish. Though. Not, you have the Conor pretty... McGregor character and like these kind of guys. They're just like, oh, I'm gonna kill you in the ring. You're just your daddy's yeah, boy. Guys, like, and, guys, do not oh. put down pretty Ricky Conley. Well, the other thing was, I get your point though. The other thing was, pretty Ricky was not physically imposing. No, he's not. I will. I will agree with that because this I, guy yeah. was big. Victor Drago he is terrifying. Freaks looking. me out. I think like, this this movie uh, yeah. goes through great lengths to set up Creed being this big formidable force at the beginning of the movie, and then you see this up with Drago, Which, and you're like, oh, I literally, out. I literally did a spit take when the shot when they stand next to each other. Yeah. I was like, oh fuck. So shout out. This is a great aspect about the directing. Is I mean, Grant, this dude, he is bigger than Michael B. Jordan. Um, he has like. Two or three inches and about like thirty pounds on him, but he looks like he's a foot taller. Yeah, they made than him, him look like so big. that's yeah. excellent, like camera angles mm-hmm. on this dude to make him look and, so much more physically imposing. And than Michael he even B. Is Jordan already. looks huge. Oh, oh Michael B. Jordan. Swole. He's he said. Um, I listened to an interview they did yeah. with uh, Bill Simmons where he said he got up to like one ninety five for this. <laughs> so it was like almost all muscle. Yeah. and shit. Like, like he if looks you thought fucking. If you jacked. thought he looked yeah. big in the first Creed yeah, yeah. or in Black Panther, no, in this huge. movie he's massive and i will say that's kind of a thing because watching uh the first creed movie he's supposed to be a heavyweight fighter and you're like this dude yeah, I mean, he's B. not a fucking heavyweight yeah. this movie he looks like he is a heavyweight fighter. yeah S- something nice that i i heard going in that uh this is way more of like a rocky balboa movie than a creed movie and i was a little not into that idea and but that's not the case at all it's no. very much michael b jordan if anything movie. for it's kind of surprising since sly wrote the yeah, script that wrote, yeah. he kind of sidelines well, himself so i i saw on this. imdb uh he wrote the first pass at the script the story was already given to him though the, the okay. plot points were already there and so he just kind of filled in the blanks and then someone was like okay I, very good very good and I, then... <laughs> I hope i'm not crazy but like i'm pretty sure that he originally was supposed to direct before they moved it to the other yep. guy so that yeah, but kugler yeah. specifically yeah. Picked out this guy, Stephen Cable Jr., who's really only made. He made this he movie made that one, called uh, the California the, movie. The, the, the Land. The, the Land. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's he's like a Coogler. You know, yeah, he's yeah. he's coming up. Um, it was also written like the you know the other writers credited are similar in that way too. They're younger uh, black writers who only have like TV and small film credits. So mm-hmm. that's I mean, all credit to Coog. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, Coog is bringing the tide with him. <laughs> when awesome. when they said that Sylvester Stallone was going to be directing, I was like, I don't want that. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, I love the Rocky movies, I don't but know, that's not yeah. what I want from this series. I don't want to see him <laughs> handling CG. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Oh, to write, write like young young like i don't know you're saying sorry um i put together a quick winners and losers list i think you guys will agree so winners uh let's see meninism you know we've had plenty of deadbeat dads (laughs) how about a deadbeat mom (laughs) one for the one for the fellas yeah um she was very cartoony she that was absurd yeah Yeah. that's why i wanted more from that whole thing to make kind of like a like a a rocky and bullwinkle villain if you (laughs) google no listeners google uh trump's mom she looks like that except except like even more cartoony um boxing as a sport Boxing as a sport is not doing well. It's basically only on pay-per-view nowadays. It used to be a centerpiece of American culture, and we still get like really good, very popular boxing movies in 2018. Well, and it's another thing that I wanted to say. 
I mean, this is like a little bit of a side, but it's funny now that because like ESPN and stuff like that are like trying to pick up. They're like, hey, we have boxing now. Boxing is cool. And meanwhile, there's like concussion protocol happening. That's the and thing. Like football and shit. It's like these people are literally <laughs> trying to beat each other to death. Yeah. Like literally to death. Exactly. Your goal is to knock out it's, the other person. Yeah. It's an archaic sport. Uh, and it's it's lost a lot of its stronghold in American culture. It's still mm-hmm. huge in places like South America and the Philippines. Um, but we, we still get these fucking boxing movies that are insane. And the reason is because boxing is the best sport to make a movie about. It's mm-hmm. very cinematic looking. And also it's the simplest in terms of like football. Is, it's, you can have interesting storylines, but it's 11 versus 11. Boxing is one guy beating one guy. And yeah. also I it's feel so like, easy I feel to make like a movie thing that. about um, that makes boxing great for filmmaking is, and this is the same thing that happens in real life is that, a boxing match can have an arc to it the same way a story can. A fighter can go down. He can lose the first four rounds, and then just it's like somebody building up strength, and then they come back, and that's great for cinema. Exactly. Like, it's, it, it's you so can cinematic. have this whole arc within, like, this whole, like, 15 rounds, 12 rounds, whatever it is, that I, it translates over to the screen yeah, in a great way. exactly. For being honest, this is like a... A soap opera for men. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what they all are. It is. Um, okay. um, what did you get? Well, do you guys want to move into spoilers? Let or? me let me finish yeah, my okay. list. Yeah. Uh, the Russians are bad narrative. <laughs> Big resurgence the past few years. Yeah. Right when it was getting hack, all of a sudden, Topical. very relevant once again. <laughs> but well, it's not too political, and I like no, that. It wasn't yeah. trying to make that would have been that Rocky been bad. Four. Yeah, dude. Rocky is, Four is another level. It's, it's insane. It's it's funny, and like honestly, there is a good message behind it, but like. His whole Rocky speech that oh. he gives at the oh. end is just if like, I can change, if I can then change, you can you change, can change. We, we can all can change. change. <laughs> yeah, that are we, you kidding? It's like the most tear down that thing. wall. Yeah, my entire family, it's like all my, my entire family jokes about that goddamn speech. <laughs> <laughs> we all can change. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so losers. My number one loser is Paddington Bear. Oh, um, he clearly made a wish on a monkey's paw to become a human, <laughs> and <laughs> and the monkey's paw said, "All right, but you're gonna look grotesque, and you're like 80." And he's like, "All right, well, can I keep my hat?" And they're like, "Yeah," <laughs> and that you have sliced alone. Oh, now. damn yeah. it! <laughs> I thought he was. I thought he was fine. Um, I think it was. Uh, the one line I, I had to like laugh is during the montage where he like he stops his car and he looks back and he just goes, Get up, kid. Like, <laughs> you could have That was really well, good. That's like a parody that was, scene. He man. really he makes some really interesting acting choices. I yeah. really loved watching him in this movie, mm-hmm. even though he's hard to look at. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he Damn. is still a good actor. Yeah, so, like, good actor. Still got that. And then my only other loser is anyone because there are so many complaints online. Anyone complaining that bringing back the Drago narrative is pandering? Have you seen this? Pandering to what? So many, well, so many well, people don't. are saying this, and it's like, buddy, I have horrible news about who Adonis's dad is. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you yeah, serious? You got also, point. you're watching the eighth film in yeah. the franchise. How like, dare this Rocky that's like movie being have like, characters in there from Rocky? That's like watching a Star Wars movie, and you're like, oh, it's going to tie into those Skywalkers All again, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, are you kidding me? What? Like, I've, I've seen multiple people annoyed online, and it's like, what do you, <laughs> what what do you, you think talking you're, about? What do you think you're watching Before right we, we move into spoiler territory, I want to give like some more overall thoughts. Sure, yeah, yeah. I think this movie should be the last one in the franchise, even I though agree. it's so, not um, going I to be. I have bad news for I you because Michael B. Jordan is saying he wants this to be like his franchise now, and he wants to do like five, six of these. Jesus. Mm. Well, I think that the the way the characters kind of end up here, it would be a great just place to, to end it. You know, having Creed 1 and Creed 2 as this arc for this mm-hmm. character and where we kind of end here uh, with the events of, of the of the second one 
it would be just the perfect place to end it, even though um, we know it's not going to happen. And we'll get to the details and spoilers. And then the other thought I had is that e- even though this movie like overall didn't work for me, I still think it has really good ideas and concepts for where the characters go. And I don't think it uh, executes them well enough. I think, you know, with the dialogue being really clunky and like some of the um, exposition being too over and some of the um, supporting players, the performances being a little inconsistent for me. I think the the core narrative here of Creed and Rocky and like their dynamic, I was so about that. And then the the details that are introduced uh, mm-hmm. in terms of like the Bianca character and Creed's mom, because Creed's mom gives a lot more to do here yeah. than, in first, than in the first than in the first one. Um I thought all that was great, but again, just the 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 script and the dialogue yeah. just isn't up to to par with some of the ideas that they were trying to get across. So Agreed. I think that's a really good way to say it. Yeah, overall, I don't think it's a great movie, but I still enjoyed it, and I still think it fits in well with the overall story of Rocky. Because we get a moment in the at the end of this movie where Rocky literally says like. It's your uh, time was, now, that kid. That was really overt. <laughs> yeah, of course it is. It's, Boy. And then, it's so, and then he disintegrated so, like Avengers. <laughs> it's so on the Goodbye. nose. But it's literally like hey, Sly works, is yeah. Rocky. Like yeah. he is Rocky. Mm-hmm. And so for him to look at Michael B. Jordan and tell him that, I, I just found it really, uh, a, a, a really effective emotional and meta moment uh, that then pays off at the the very very end, the last few moments yeah. that we get. It it feels like an ending. I, I I felt that way with Creed one though, so I don't I don't know where they can go next. So. I th- I think they'll keep going until he's dead. Yeah, the and next one even beyond sure. that. I, you know what I think should happen because now at this point we're gonna have I mean, like we're having Adonis's life kind of develop itself more. I think that Rocky should die in the next movie. Okay. I think, I think I think, I think maybe he should have died in this movie. I'm yeah, I thought that it. he was going to die in this one. Yeah, because well, I mean, he doesn't really do as much in this movie. No. He yeah. kind of like fades away for a whole act of the yeah, movie, I'm and then he just kind of comes back. Are we aside are, from him just like watching on pay per view of Adonis Creed <laughs> fights? It's like, yeah. are we going to get into spoilers? Because there's something. Yeah, let's to do say it. About. Yeah, I oh. thought it was. I don't know how. If I'm well, just reading into it too. Spoilers. Sorry, spoilers for. Spoilers. Starting wait, wait, now. Wait, 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 wait. Starting right you guys want to give ratings before we uh, go uh, into spoilers? Uh, yeah. Seven light set. Like a six, seven. Yeah, I think okay. we're mostly on the same page. I'm around there. I'm, I'm, I'm on B minus, but I, I grade high, so. I, I'd give it like a strong seven. Like, yeah. I, I actually like just, I mean, yes, it's like clunky and everything, but I also didn't really have that high of expectations for it. But I'm still, I'm feeling yeah. like it, it's 7.5. It stays, it doesn't, it, like, it doesn't deteriorate. It hasn't, like, like lessened in my mind since I've seen it, which is yeah. a good sign. Yeah, yeah. Here, here's my review. Yeah. Uh, in the middle of this movie, I had to poop, and I didn't stay. I did go poop, but... I was upset about it. <laughs> and that tells you, know you what, all that you need to know. I did, like, right when it came here, I made Ernest fill me in because I was like, you know, I actually want to know what happened in those, like, eight minutes. The uh, the fighting sequences, I saw it in a full theater. Yeah. The crowd was so into it to yeah. the point where people were, like, flinching and screaming at every punch. Oh, man. And there's this one point where, like, the sound cuts out and it, and it gets quiet. And one guy was like, come on, Creed! <laughs> come on! You really, I mean, those fights, are, you feel the pain in those fights, which I think is like a pretty good testament yeah, to the directing. I had fun. I enjoyed it. All right, yeah. so. So, I, spoilers now. I don't know if I'm reading too much into it, but I did like that the movie was kind of like, 
like we're gonna maybe this boxing maybe this boxing maybe boxing is not as important as the relationships that we have and just like, ends with all of them just like mm-hmm. even, even like the dragos there everyone's like a little bit nicer and happier together and that made me feel good this is really good analysis I by almost, me <laughs> i almost like wanted drago to win at yeah, the yeah, end there yeah. i was yeah. like you know what like, especially like shit his, his mom like leaves <laughs> oh, him again <laughs> yeah God damn I was like, lady. yo, fuck this lady. Yeah. Jesus. That was that was so funny. Also, to that <laughs> point, sorry. Mm-hmm. to that point, uh, I'm just gonna f- I'm just gonna fast forward now to ma- to quick maths. Mm-hmm. So quick maths is our segment where we uh, do some quick maths we, and we take out a segment or a scene something, of the movie, uh-huh. and we add in another one that would make it better. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So what I would, I'm basically gonna like rewrite the ending of the movie a little bit. Okay. What I would do is. I would make it so because you know how they set up the fact that he's going to lose the belt if he doesn't fight. It's like the belt would be vacant. He needs to fight someone. Mm -hmm. So I I would say because that element is introduced, what you do is uh, since he has a daughter now, Mm -hmm. you know, and he's fighting knowing that he has a daughter. Yeah. He's in the ring in the final fight. He's about to get fucking murdered by Drago. Like, he's yeah. being demolished to death. And he says, you know what? I don't need the belt. Yeah. I'm going to give it up. I that need, I need to be with my daughter. Oh, I need to be a, a good father. I like that. Yeah. He quits. He yeah. forfeits. He lets Drago win. And he's like, you can have the belt. Well, I'm going home with daughter. my family. <laughs> here's Also, here's the missing piece of that. Is he somehow finds out about the Russian mom and how much it means to this guy. So it's like... You know they kind of hinted at that. Yeah, it's like you know what you want your mommy. I'll give you your mommy. <laughs> I'll give you mommy. <laughs> By the way, it seems that's I, a move that they would do if this was the last Creed movie. Yeah. yeah. If this was the last one, then I think that they could have done it. That. It. I don't. I'm not. Maybe again, I'm looking too much into it, but it's definitely like uh, Tessa Thompson's um, her wardrobe seems a lot more inspired by like. She's a lot more. Sorry modern. to bother you. Yeah, I'm like I'm just kind of like oh, okay. She's been hanging out with Janelle Monae. I see. Like, <laughs> also, one one oh, outfit damn. one outfit kind of gave me Adrian. Vibes. It was that, the yes, one with yeah. the hat. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Totally yeah. Um, I think the drama stuff, just like him being a dad and getting over like his his depression or whatever the hell is going on with him, and just like him and and his and uh, Bianca and his mom. I thought that all worked really really well. Yeah, it's kind of my favorite part actually. Um, here, yeah, here's my pitch for the end. It's not quite math, but. So, yeah, we take out – I don't know if I need the deaf baby, honestly. <laughs> Do we need deaf baby? Okay, so I, that I was, like I like deaf baby. <laughs> it oh, was, it right. was emotional, but yeah. that's – I would cut that in is, order to add in more yeah, stuff isn't with it just the Drago like, family. Isn't it just kind of like the second she's like, what if the baby's deaf? You just kind of know it's going to yeah. be deaf baby. Yeah. Um, I like I like. Well, the, do you, the do you cute, take though. the baby out entirely or just the deaf baby? No, I'm actually cool with the pregnant. Also, the pregnancy scene was where uh, Felicia Rashad really really cool. calls it. Yeah. That was hilarious. That was God, I fucking love Felicia But it gets real it falls apart immediately after because it's like wait a second so this lady just has pregnancy tests in her house no i think they're, on, they're, at, they're back at, <laughs> i think they're back at their house at that point no because no, 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 they're still there maybe they run up to the store or something they use like postmates and have some pregnancy she's tests been waiting i don't know she's like i'm pregnant too <laughs> it's rocky's pregnancy baby. buddies here yeah this is my this is my bad pitch is yeah, get get rid of all the you know he loses the last fight. I like what you said. Uh, you know he gives up the belt. Like you know Russian baby gets his mommy back, and then 
Uh, well, then you think, well, what does he do? Well, guess what? Felicia Rashad has like a zillion dollars, evidently. Like she's living in this huge fucking mansion. So yeah, guess what? Loaded. You have Adonis, you have Tessa Thompson, you have Deaf Baby, maybe not Deaf. You have Felicia Rashad all living in a house, getting up to goofy hijinks. Missing component, she's fucking Rocky. Whoa! I'm in. <laughs> Fresh Prince of Bel Air reboot. Up. Yes, <laughs> and it's yeah, it's Full House basically. Like, Full House Fresh Prince reboot. You know Tell me that's not a better. I'm, movie. I'm into that. Let's just like a, like a drama about Rock, Rocky fucking his friends, <laughs> dead friends. You know, I, I had yeah. no idea that the baby, that the pregnancy was going to be an element in this movie, yeah. and that was that was a nice surprise for I me. I was it, like, yeah. I was like, wow. So this movie is going to be like. It's going to carry the themes of legacy even further from the first yeah. Creed movie because mm-hmm. it's all going to come f- full circle. And then it does at the end when mm-hmm. Creed finally reaches out uh, to his son. I think we're not talking about how goddamn good the uh, the, mo- the how good the uh, montage in California looked. Oh, God, particular. it looked amazing. It, just, it looked so good. Everything with the yeah, orange. Yeah, the desert yeah. stuff. It's and just like, jaw-dropping. I loved the visual of him and the other boxer where they both have a foot in the tire. Yeah. To like, it's just thumb. like, you, and it makes sense as, as just, a fire. Yeah. You're like, we're going to be like, this is going to be a fight that's won like right here in between us. And we have to like, lear- you have to learn how to box it, just like right here. It seemed like, I mean, just the fights compared to the first movie like more so like th- th- there was like a lot of pain in those fights mm-hmm. like that it's like it looked like it hurt he yeah. was he was like bloody i mean in that screaming. montage they're just like basically beating the fuck they're out beating of them. the shit out of <laughs> well i mean because it was it's like uh like kind of big thing that was in the first movie that um Michael B. Jordan was trying to like fake some of the stuff and everything, and Sly like called him out. And I was like, "You have to actually take some real punches." So then this movie, like, he actually is taking a lot more. Yeah, like Sly, is, Sly is hitting him. Yeah, like I love yeah, that. It's Sly. actually like, and it, you can kind of Kick feel it, ass. but it's not as. I feel like it still works better in the first movie because somehow Kugler has this incredible ability to use special effects, like on the fly. Like and you have makeup. this continuous shot that's happening. Yeah. It seems like you're watching the eye like slowly close up over yeah. the fight and it's unbelievable we didn't really to watch. we didn't get like a, a, a visually like any there's only real one or in the yeah. whole movie and that's at the very very beginning yeah that's... honestly the the best visual flair a the desert montage i agree that whole thing should have been so corny and it was just no, awesome yeah, i just right. love i've loved watching that whole yeah. thing and it looked cool G- get up kid was close for get me up. but i was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, then, right, fuck it it's fine <laughs> yeah, that was cool. <laughs> whatever the I'll other take one corny uh, line <laughs> and then the other things that really were stand out in terms of how they looked were really just the walk-ups to the ring those oh, all yeah. looked awesome. The lighting yeah, was I thought great. The, I thought the Bianca song was a little corny. That no, was corny. I was in. Yeah. I wasn't on the Jaden Smith song, though. I thought that okay. was good. Well, oh, I don't dude. Know the Jaden but Smith, you guys yeah. like, there's like a whole album for this movie with like a yeah. bunch of like original songs. Like, yeah. yeah, there's some good crazy. shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was another. I should have said that as a winner. Jaden Smith. Who would have yeah. thought that he yeah. would be the well, walk up for the big boxing scene? Will probably slip them a Wait, I'm sorry. I wasn't thinking. That was Jaden Smith. Yeah, I am Icon living. Yeah. God they damn. they gave it like a cinematic remix. It's not the original beat, but what I was, was like, good for Jaden. What was Tessa Thompson's song? Was that was she lip syncing? Was that hers? No, that really? was I mean that was her voice. Uh-huh. Uh but you know, it was just a song like that producers wrote. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, maybe just a hand me down from like an actual mm-hmm. pop singer mm-hmm. that just said yeah, no yeah, to yeah. it. Yeah, you know? Hey. Because they were believable songs. Yeah. You so know, they weren't like trash. No. I, I wanna I wanna give one of my biggest critiques for this movie because every time I think about it, it like brings my opinion slightly Aww. lower and lower. I'm sorry, Ernest. Because all right. So Michael B. Jordan, so Creed 
wants to fight this guy yeah. because of reasons. Because <laughs> maybe it's because of, of his father dying, or maybe it's because he feels like he needs to protect his title. Sure. Or some something yeah. in between there of some like the pride and ma- the ego. Some macho bullshit. I don't All know right, so I- he fights he fights the guy, he gets his ass beat, he gets put in the hospital. He almost fucking dies with a ruptured kidney or whatever. Yeah. Then he has a kid and a new wife and he goes to fight him again. Well, this is what yeah. I was talking about with widows. So remember, why are they doing it? It's like it's like, <laughs> dude, like, why are you do? You don't have to do this. You almost died. See, and then everyone around him, like Bianca, Rocky, the other trainer, Davon Avon Barksdale, or whatever his name is. Yeah, Wood Harris. Uh, yeah, he's they're good. All like, I was like yeah. Wood Harris. That was sick. They're yeah. all like, they're all like, you know, yeah. You can, you can, you should go, well, you this, should go, yeah, you should when go everybody, when everybody was telling him, hey, don't take the fight the yeah. first time, the second yeah. time around, they're like, you know what? You're ready. Now. I kind of took it. I was now like, that you've just broken every rib in your body and you were just hospitalized to the point ash. of almost death. I was like, I, I was like what the fuck? I it's just some want, macho male pride bullshit. I want him to get <laughs> his groove back. That's all. Yeah, no. Bianca's like, you better win. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, man. as Give far as, okay. We're not going to have a movie without a fight. I don't want. I just, I don't know. I can't justify Bianca agreeing, but as far as him wanting to do it, I that didn't bother me at all because think about his background, like his early childhood background. He's a fighter. Yeah. He's a yeah. fighter. Yeah. He's an aggressive, like alpha type. He wants to beat people up and someone beat him up. Like he wants, yeah. he's not going to let that stand. And then, uh, okay, I'll, I'll just, this is called a backhanded compliment. This is our cool. new segment. Cool, <laughs> We're cool, just, cool. New, yeah. Three new segments. Oh, yeah. Every, everyone. Um, the best acting scene in the movie i think for me was him uh was adonis in the hospital bed when rocky came yes. yeah Ooh, yes. that was wow. great yes. wow that was that really was really um okay yeah, yeah. and then this next thing not so much his fault but the most corny ass moment is him sitting in a window still watching his dad die uh, on an ipad yeah, yeah. And, just, and just being like damn my my dad <laughs> just like hey man look at this rock footage from rocky four. <laughs> I, I was just, like just watching rocky four that's all he's doing <laughs> right know, now Yes, yeah, you see the little Netflix. That's my, da- that's my dead up. dad. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's um, well. I wanted to say that the person who uh, who I really appreciated the most um, whenever he was going in to fight the first time that had the most like genuine uh, reaction to it was his mom, and he was just like, "Hey, you know, mom, like I'm I'm gonna do this," and she was just like, "Yeah, I know." Just because it's like one of those things she was like, yeah, I know your father was hyper competitive and wanted to prove that he was the best Seems and like you had that she, same thing. It was like he was, that was fishing for like her yeah. to freak out a little Yeah, bit. exactly. And I <laughs> thought that that good. was, I mean, Felicia Rashad, Rashad is just so yeah. goddamn good and she's so grossly underrated. But I just, I really thought that that was the best um, human interaction uh, revolving around uh, Crete actually taking the motivation. The yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Oh. I like Wood Harris. <laughs> Wood, Har- uh, Wood Harris is I amazing. Like Gotta give me that Wood. I'm like glad he's getting more work. No, he, thought, he killed it, man. Yeah, for sure. Good, good Him and Rocky actor. together, coaching yeah. um, MBJ. I was like, I yeah. thought the the more I think about it, I think uh, this might be one of Michael B. Jordan's best performances he that might, I've ever yeah, seen him. Yeah. And and I, it really seems like his. Uh, performance in Black Panther is just not very good. He's fine compared I, to what he's doing here. I think I, he's amazing here. I yeah. I wholeheartedly disagree with you on that statement. One, I do think that this is this performance is incredible, but I think that 
I mean, not to go too far away from Creed, but I think Killmonger is the best Marvel villain by miles, by miles and miles. Are, I think that's the best. Are, are we still the on point the back when... end of Compliment Corner? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, that doesn't sound like... It's basically the whole podcast. But, um, <laughs> no, but I mean, because going back to the interview that I listened to, like, Michael B. Jordan talks about, like, that movie, like, fucked him up. Like, he had to go see a therapist and everything because, like... Killmonger? Yeah, for Killmonger, because he was, like... Because he just... He carried this sense of hatred with him. And yeah. while filming, and uh, for, like, a few months after that, like, he was very um, isolated. And he kind of shut himself off from everything. I think that you can feel that in his performance in Killmonger. Like, I think that that is the thing that elevates Black Panther um, beyond anything else. All right. I think Killmonger... Michael B. Jordan is one of the greatest actors of our <laughs> time. That's what back. I'm saying. He was amazing. I, I, I don't really... I don't dig his performance as Killmonger. I love the character. The concept, um, yeah. But I think that it's a huge win for him, this movie, because mm -hmm. uh, Daddy Coogler was not there. Yeah. And, he's, yeah, and he, he killed it. It was his best it. performance without Daddy Coogs. Did you call him Daddy, Daddy Coogs? All yeah. right. I'm hey, Friday Night Lights? No love for Friday Night Lights? Friday Night Lights? I guess The yeah. Wire, too. Uh, and The Wire, he was yeah. like As a little seven, baby though, in The Wire. Like, yeah. yeah. A little baby boy. The glow-up is real. <laughs> <laughs> I think that Michael B. Jordan in the next, I'd say in the next, like, five to seven years or so is going to reach like the Denzel uh, Will Smith Tom Hanks level of being like whenever he'll be like one yeah. of the first hit five after, names. Hit after hit. and I think he'll be like on the top five when people is talk about the greatest actors working right now Michael B. Jordan will be like he's already the top up of that there list. like but yeah. I think that producers and other studios that he will get He'll be able to pick whatever role he wants to do at this I point just, because I wish this, he is so incredibly moving. He's in great in he this, but I wish that he wasn't saying things like he wanted this. He wants this to be his franchise. Like he's just. I know that Rocky, that like Sly is giving it to him, but I wish that he would find something else because well, like he's he, great this as isn't this just character. Gonna be, I don't think he's just going to do Creed movies. Like I think he's going to do whatever, he's but he's also going to come back to this franchise in the same way that Sly Stallone in the eighties. He's like, yeah, I'll go do Rambo, and then I'm also going to come back and do another Rocky movie and stuff. Like you can be yeah. one of the biggest actors in the world, but at the end of the day, like. You're an actor. You're trying to make that consistent money. You want a temple right. franchise. Like that's what everybody I, wants. And the next one's gonna be Krithid. Krithid. Yes. Cr 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 that's what I wanted to ask about for Krithid is like in the <laughs> first movie. I mean, this whole. I mean, the, I think the risk the movies run now is that it's so they double down so much on just like the legacy and living up to your dead dad and all that stuff. But it feels like they've done everything they can in this yeah. field. So I don't really know what the hell well, they're going to do next. I'm interested to see. I'm hoping that it'll play more of a role than it did in the third act of this movie. But seeing what this whole new family dynamic will yeah. do to the to Adonis's character. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's what it's going to be about. It's going to be about a Rocky's cancer is going to come back for sure. Gotta. And then yeah, B. It's going to be about should I fight or should I see my kid? Yeah. That's you know, and that's a pretty and common also, struggle. Also, I want to see more of a relationship struggle between. Like, because Adonis, one thing, especially in the first half of this movie, he's very selfish. Mm -hmm. And yeah, kind of a I, I really, I like that whole aspect of he kind of opens himself up more. But Bianca is, like, signed to a label and shit now. Like, they aren't, one of them is going to have to, like, put their lives on hold oh, in the, order to raise this mm -hmm, child. The coming death. And I feel like that's mm -hmm. going to be 
that's going to be like a major aspect in future things where she's he'll just be like, I have to train for this fight. And she'll be like, okay, but I have an album that I need to put out. And also we have this child that we yeah. need to raise. Also, who was watching the baby during the final fight? I was thinking that too. Mom, where, I assume that uh, Felicia, Felicia No, she was there. <laughs> no, she was there. <laughs> and you could bring the baby. The baby's not going to hear anything. So like, it's, it's <laughs> fine. Like, not even scared. <laughs> no, it's where like, was that child? Where's the baby? Like, he was at the cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it was kind of crazy Grandpa. that um, <laughs> it was my my folks visibly like sat up and got excited when um the Milo whatever his last name is from this is yeah, uh, yeah. showed up on screen. When I was like, up. oh yeah, it is that guy, and he's the same actor. I was wanted to be sure because otherwise I thought it'd be from weird. Rocky Balboa. Yeah, yeah, same actor. Um, yeah, yeah. That I mean, that Way was older. that was really great. Um, it was you know expected when, you, you since you literally said going. to the grave, <laughs> my son Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> Still can't I get tried to that. call you in a hospital for, but then I hung up immediately. <laughs> I don't know, man. I I I I, I loved it. When, love. No, I loved it when they saw each other. I loved the yeah. right. Oh, he, uh, Stallone had a great take where he kind of choked up talking to the kid yes. and I yeah. thought it was it was yeah, beautiful yeah. it was really it was beautiful really oh, the grandson the, yeah. Yeah. yeah and it was it wasn't very like movie movie over the top just nah. like you left dad you <laughs> left and you never called this is your grandson yeah he just came in and it was like okay they're gonna get along yeah I, I think the movie is kind of a testament to even that it's got a clunky ass script and it's very derivative but just how fucking solid all of these actors and performers are that like yeah, I, yeah. the moments still land and it, I, I don't I, would, I felt invested when I was watching it so it's kind of what I expected going in, but it I don't know. I'm not like upset. I actually so. <laughs> yeah, I I really think this movie is exactly what I thought it would be, yeah. which is rare. Usually I'm above or below. Mm-hmm. I really, you know, I was looking up the director. I was like, "Well, there's you know, this guy's coming out of nowhere like Kugler, but Kugler is like a unicorn." Kugler's Kugler. So it's not going to be like great. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think this was a solid movie. It was entertaining. I wouldn't hate to watch it again. I'm not going to see no. it in the theater again, but no. You know, I, I'm not going to be. I'm not bothered about this movie. It's not a franchise killer by any means. It's the, oh, not at all. The franchise this remains. This isn't Rocky Five. No, right? when you go street boxing. <laughs> yeah. I guess the nicest thing I can say about it also is that it doesn't feel like it's just jerking off to the past. It does feel like it's doing its own thing slowly but surely. So, it, you know, I'm, I'm glad that's not just like a a retread of old movies. And I, I think like, that the like him having a daughter at the same time as this. Uh, kind of ghosts from the past coming back to haunt him yeah. made for a really interesting story really interesting dynamic even though again I don't, I don't think it was executed perfectly yeah. I, I was really into it I was really into seeing Adonis like become this this man and, and bring himself to be a father uh, while like trying to to yeah. stick to the, the things that have defined his past mm-hmm. like his like his own father and Rocky and his tendency to just want to punch people this, in the face. This is all familiar stuff, but it's it's ex, I mean it's it's it lands, you it's, know. It's yeah, solid. this is a super competent movie. Yeah, that's actually yeah. And for the for the <laughs> back third in a compliment hour <laughs> air strikes again. Take that so bitch. Competent. <laughs> for the for the third one, I was yeah. thinking if um actually this would only work if they did my pitch for the ending. Uh but let's say mm-hmm. my superior yeah, pitch yeah. for the let's, ending. Let's let's say that uh Creed leaves the boxing life and he's mm-hmm. like I'm I'm throwing it away. I'm raising my my kid. I'm no longer doing this. You can have the belt, Drago. Mm-hmm. Movie ends happily. Everyone's happy. Rocky's with his son, yada yada. Third movie comes. Okay. Drago is still pissed because he had two un 
he doesn't feel unrealistic, satisfied. Yeah, unrealistic, yeah. unsatisfying wins back to back from the same guy. He's like he doesn't feel like he earned it. Now he's in the same position that Creed was whenever he had the belt at the beginning. Of the yeah, he's like I'm on top of the world, but why do I not feel exactly? Like it? So now Drago is like. I need to fight you again. I need to feel like I actually earned yeah. this belt. And then and then Creed's like, dude, like, no, I'm I'm out. Like I've left yeah. the life. I, I'm not gonna do this again. And then it, it becomes a a a journey for Creed to to feel the motivation to even come back to it in the first place. Okay, so two things to that point. One, I really hope that they bring Victor Drago back because I think that like they're they're still like and there's Dolph. still there's still some meat on that bone. Yeah, it just ends Two, with them running. I just want I want the yeah. third movie to have uh, Dolph Lundgren and Sly Stallone fight each other. <laughs> I want them to fight oh, and then, no, no, no. I want okay, them literally fight. to punch each other at the same time and kill both so of them. So here's the thing and then maybe I've just lost my goddamn mind, but there is a video of the of the the fucking a, film, a, a scene being filmed of them fighting in the hospital. Like for this one, I saw it. Yes, huh. I saw it. I'm not. Oh my crazy. god! I don't know what. I guess they cut it. I don't yeah, know. It's a long movie, so it, it makes is. sense that things Holy would be cut. Sh- I would love to see that. It was just scene. kind of like an ogly fight. There's like pushing and like, <laughs> doing it. I don't. I mean, sad. I was. I was into it. I don't know. I'm probably gonna. My folks like these movies. I'm gonna see them again probably in theaters. Mm. But, I, I thought. You know. I thought it felt a little long. I thought the pacing could have been better. Could have been trimmed down a little bit. Mm. Like it 10. never dragged for me. I, I, I never really thought that it dragged so, at any um, points. Another another winner is Deaf Baby deaf because baby. despite being so deaf, cute. despite being deaf, it has the genes of Tessa Thompson and Michael <laughs> yeah. B. Jordan. Yeah, that baby is gonna be fucking it's beautiful. Deaf, it's it doesn't matter baby. what disabilities yeah, that that baby's that born with. That was a cute baby. That baby's gonna be fine as fuck. <laughs> yeah, let's just fast forward let, to when this will never come back to bite us. Yeah, I know. <laughs> let's just fast forward Watch to out. when that kid is, is old and we get a female boxer. Yeah, 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 yeah. who's yeah. deaf. No, I want yeah. third movie, twenty year time skip, dystopian future. He's trying to save the world through boxing. And it's and, and, it, and uh, Robo Robo uh, Rocky. Yeah, and the the robots uh, have really good hearing, so they all have to use sign language. What they already know, <laughs> they already know sign language. Oh man, uh, yeah, I had a good, I had a good time with it. All right, I think we're about wrapped up yeah. here. Um, so thanks for thanks for coming on, Harry. Yeah, what do you got to here. plug? Thanks for uh, checking out the new pod studio. Yeah, it's really nice. It's uh, very sensual, even more so Ooh, than it used yeah, to be. There's um, lots of nude lighting. We're we all try to maintain like a seventy five percent chub. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> the pod. If it lowers, you got work on Crudely drawn nude Michael B. Jordan all over the walls lining this <laughs> yeah. place. I was yeah. hoping they would show his butt. I gotta go. In right. the... Speaking <sighs> of, I gotta go in the bathroom for fifteen minutes. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it takes fifteen. Wow, it's yeah, so long. Yeah, <laughs> All right, what, what do you patient, want to plug? Uh, you can find my work at uh, Orange Observer uh, Newspaper Group. Nice. Uh, I'm Harry J. Sayer on Twitter. And, um, yeah, that's yeah. about it. <laughs> nice. Right. Great great Honor. last name for a writer, by the way, Sayer. I've, yeah, thank Ooh, you. That's awesome. Yeah. A good writer that. name. Damn. Yeah, I talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should host a pod. Uh, you know? <laughs> no, just kidding. It's a dead end. <laughs> <laughs> There's no money in this business. Um, all these microphones are unplugged. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm at uh, Drew D on Letterboxd. I'm on, you know, Twitter, Facebook, D-I-E-T-Z-E-N. And that's it. That's it for this week. I'm on Twitter and Letterboxd at Hunt Mobley. Um, been uh, trying to 
reorganize my year-end list. If you guys are interested in what my thoughts are. I also forgot to mention another movie that I picked up. Probably the biggest one at all. The film of the year, oh, no. Paddington 2. Hey, Daddington. For $4 at Target. So nice. might have to give my review for that one. Spoiler, it's going to be six out of five stars. Do, do so. I have to see Paddington 1? Where's yeah. the lore? I don't know because I haven't. You have to see the Creed movies to understand the hat. <laughs> that's I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, that's true. It's yeah. integral. Oh, how, how much was uh, Ready Player One? Uh, like six bucks. So seven dollars too many, but Ready Player One is it's a good old fun time. Okay. Yeah. Well, Spielberg's well, best movie. You're getting right. him mad. I'm sorry. <laughs> so you can email it's his best film. You can email We Bought a Mike at we bought a mike at gmail.com and find us on Twitter at We Bought a Mike. Uh, I am at Cal- Calderonist on um, Twitter and Letterboxd and all that, so follow me on there. Uh, next week we're gonna try to do Buster Scruggs on Netflix. Um, I think J-Lo might have a movie coming out in theaters if you guys just J-Lo, watch that Jennifer instead. Lopez? Yeah. Shit. Okay. Well, We're not going to watch that. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for coming on, Harry. Thank you. It's been real. We will see you next time. I've been feeling kind of cooped up, cooped up. I'm trying to get some fresh air. Hey, why well, you got the roof out, roof out. You know it never rains here. Hey, you ain't got a flash and you're taking your picture. You ain't got to drown or waste your retention. Paparazzi want to shoot ya, shoot ya. Niggas dying for less out here. I can't be flying down the winter Back to my window